welcome to the Sunday morning service. You're listening to the First Century Apostolic Church FCAC Tema Community 5, Ghana. We preach, teach, and live the complete and unadulterated Word of God with genuine miracles, signs, and wonders taking place at every meeting with the Holy Spirit. Our aim is to following the steps of the apostles and disciples of the First Century Church founded by our Lord Jesus Christ. Get ready, therefore, for a powerful encounter with the word and power of God, brought to you by Reverend Dr. V.C.Y. Edwards, the general overseer of FCAC. He is a seasoned man of God who is blessed with a powerful teaching and deliverance ministry. Join us every Sunday at 9 a.m. prompt for our morning church services. Your life will never be the same again. God richly bless you as you join us in the service. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Let's all put our hands together once again for Jesus and give him a very big clap offering. Church, are we all glad to be here this morning? Then let's all say thank you, Jesus. Say thank you, Holy Spirit. And let's say thank you, Father. Let us pray. Father God in Jesus and we thank you for this day and for this service. For Lord we gather here this morning in your holy sanctuary and Lord we might present ourselves to you as your children and you as our Lord and our God. It's time once again Lord to declare and to hear your word for indeed your word is spirit and it is life. It is my prayer, Lord, that you touch and anoint my lips of flesh and put your word in my mouth. Give me insight, wisdom. Grant me to have revelation knowledge so that, Lord, the entrance of your word this morning will bring light who bring understanding, deliverance, prosperity, and honor and glorify your name in the lives of everyone that will hear your word at this time. Thank you, Lord, for hearing this, our prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's all be seated. Hallelujah. We thank God for such a, a wonderful day. It's cool and bright and breezy. And um, it's dry. Dry. I say dry because we are in the middle of our rainy or wet season. And last Friday, we had to cancel our Friday evening teaching service because of heavy downpour. It was a torrential tropical rainfall. So in all our branches in Tema and Accra, we couldn't hold Friday evening meetings. So the material that the Lord gave to me to be given to you on Friday, I will 
bring it to you this coming Friday, the 9th, 9th of June. Um, and it's so good, so powerful that I want, I will urge every one of us who will be here this morning to be here again on Friday evening to all participate, hear that word on Friday night because it has to do with the imposition of hands, the laying on of hands, part two. Uh, what the laying on of hands means in the New Testament church. The last time it was in the Old Testament. Now, we're going to look at it in the light of what is happening now, so that you understand what it means when hands are laid on you, what you expect from that. But this morning, we continue our preachings on the great mystery of godliness. The great mystery of godliness. And this morning, we look at the fact that Christ, Jesus Christ, was preached among the Gentiles. So this morning's title, we're looking at the fact that Christ, the title is Christ was preached among the titles. This may look like a very simple statement. It may sound like, oh, we know that already. We know Christ is being preached, but when you delve into it, as you're going to do this morning, as you're going to look at it in detail, you begin to, to appreciate what that means to you, to me, and to the entire world. The Father Christ was preached among the Gentiles. It is not one of those um, preachings that many people want to hear because it is so exciting and because it's, it's ministers to a lot of physical and financial needs. In other words, it's not, a, it's not a prosperity message. This is not a prosperity message, which many people always are excited to hear. Prosperity messages. But if there's any aspect of prosperity in this message, it has to do with spiritual prosperity. And church, may you all prosper spiritually in the name of Jesus. So go with me once again to the book of 1 Timothy, chapter 3. 1 Timothy 3, verse 16. 1 Timothy, chapter 3, verse 16. Christ was preached among the Gentiles. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen by angels, preached among the Gentiles, believed on in the world, received up in glory. And uh, by way of introduction, 
we are told that this is one of the greatest scripture verses in the Bible. First Timothy 3 verse 16 is one of the pivotal scriptures at least for our believers in the Bible. Because in this scripture we see a summary we see a summary of all of God's salvation plan for mankind in just one scripture verse. All of God's salvation plan. The reason why you and I are here, the reason why you and I are destined for heaven, the reason, the reason why God indeed created the world is all seen in this scripture, in this verse, as is seen in many parts of the Bible. And uh, because of this, every genuine believer, anyone who calls himself or herself a believer, a practicing Christian, awaiting the second coming of Jesus Christ, must never forget these facts. Never forget any of these pivotal facts. In fact, we must declare them. We must pronounce, preach them to the entire world, to your neighbors, your, your family, friends. And any Christian who walks away from these truths can be classified as a false Christian. If you don't bear these truths in mind the rest of your life and you don't live to prove that you believe in this scripture, you can rightly be classified as a false Christian or at best a superficial Christian. Because see, we must not ignore these facts. The fact that godliness is a great mystery. Godliness is a great mystery. We've said that. It's great. Godliness. But it's hidden. A mystery is sometimes a truth. That is hidden. It is true, but it is hidden from many. And they see it as false. Though it is a truth, because it is hidden from many, that's what makes it a mystery. Those from which it is hidden see it as false. They, they don't want to believe, they don't have to have anything to do with it. But that is the truth, the greatness of godliness. God appeared as a man. According to the NIV, God appeared as a man. It's a great mystery. God who made the entire universe coming in the form of one man. One man. Think of it, church. Think of it. But then, you see, he was vindicated. He came as one man, which many may not believe. But then, okay, the Bible said that he was vindicated, justified, in the spirit of the Holy Spirit. So the Holy Spirit bore witness. The Holy Ghost, God himself, bore witness that that man, Jesus, was God who had come in the flesh. Angels played a vital role. He was seen by angels. Played a vital role in this mystery. And even angels, angels, if they have played a vital role, then what about you 
I mean, what roles are we playing? What role are you playing in this great mystery? And then he was preached among the Gentiles. Christ was preached among the nations. According to the New International Version of the Bible, Christ was preached among the nations. The New King James Version says, among the Gentiles. And this is a very glorious aspect of the greatness of the mystery of godliness. The fact that this man Christ, one man came into the world and is now preached in the entire world. Definitely, there must be something special about this man. <laughs> I, I am not preached, not even in my own, in, even my little family, my family, my father's family, I'm not preached there. There are many members of my family who don't even know me. So the, the young one, don't even know me. Hello, praise the Lord. But this man came, died, rose again, taken up in glory. And that was over 2,000 years ago. And he's still being preached in the entire world. There might be something great, something special about this man. So church, I want to assure you today that if you have believed in this man, Jesus, your belief shall not be in vain. Praise the Lord. In the same way as he was taken up in glory, so shall you also be taken up in glory. Your faith, your belief, your preaching shall never be in vain. Clap your two hands for Jesus. And when we say that Christ was preached among the nations or among the Gentiles, that's all the nations of the world. Beloved, you see, the God that we serve, the God that we serve, you and I, we worship. He is not a God of confusion. He's not the author of confusion. Everything that he does, all his ways, his purposes, are carefully arranged, purpose, planned, and executed. There's nothing fallible about it. it the, God's plans are infallible. There's no margin of error. God makes sure that everything that is done in heaven and on earth, they are carefully created, the purposes are clearly spelled out. God prepares what he has to do and he, ens he enhances the fulfillment of his plans. So, to make sure that Jesus is preached in the entire world, God has put certain things in place. You and I as human beings, many times we fail because we don't plan well. And even when we plan well, we don't follow the plan well enough. And even when we follow the plan well enough and the results come, we squander, we waste the fruits of our labor. But God, being God, is not so. And therefore, God 
in making sure that his preach in the entire world gave a message. He gave us a message. So, what is being preached? It has to be a message. It has to be a message. A message has to be prepared. The message has to be preached. Praise the Lord. We don't just uh, go and preach. No. I cannot come here and say, I'm coming to preach this morning if I don't have a message. I got to come and stand here and tell you Anansi tales. No. I must have a message. Not only that, but God also prepares messengers. In order that the Christ will preach, a message has to be given. Messengers have to carry out that message. Hello? May we all be messengers of that message. And then, who is the message for? So the message, the messengers, and the recipients, those whom the message is intended, the target population, and God has put all these three things in place. So there's no failure, no one can blame God. He has provided everything that we need. So no one can blame him. So when he sits on the judgment seat at the end of the age, no one will have any excuse. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The message, the messenger, and the target population whom the message is meant for. Now, the Oxford, Oxford English Dictionary Oxford English Dictionary defines preaching, preach as to give, to give a religious talk in a public place, especially in a church during service. Preaching, according to the Oxford English Dictionary, the advanced learners, is to give a religious talk, not just any talk, not social talk, not a personal talk, not financial talk, but a religious talk. In other words, doing an exposition of the Bible, of the Word of God, in a public place, not secretly, but declaring it to the world, especially during church service, or to tell people about a particular religion, still religion, in order to persuade them to accept it. In other words, evangelism. To tell people about a particular religion in such a way as to persuade, convince them to accept that religion. And that's how the Oxford English Dictionary defines preaching. So, what is this message we're talking about? What is this message that God has prepared to be given to the entire world? Beloved, you and I know, and if you didn't know, wherever you are on the face of the earth, wherever you are on the face of the earth, listen to the sound of my voice at this time, the message is simply Jesus Christ himself. And we're going to go into that. The nutshell of that message is Jesus Christ himself. 
There's no other message that is to be preached apart from the message of Jesus Christ. Christ and this message, Christ, is being preached among the Gentiles. That Jesus came into the world, that Jesus came into the world preaching that same message. He preached about himself, who he is, what he has come to do. Because in preaching about himself, he was preaching the kingdom of God. Jesus preached the kingdom of God. His own kingdom. That's his kingdom. He's a king. And a king must have a kingdom. He being a king, he has a kingdom to which we all belong. Therefore, everything can be traced back to Jesus. Praise the Lord. That if you agree with me, say amen. amen. Therefore, if you find yourself anywhere, if you find yourself in anywhere else, and somebody claims we preaching that message, and the message that we hear is not about Jesus, not about the kingdom or his kingdom, then I will say, prepare, get a nice, you know, refuse bag, you know, refuse bag. Put that message in it, try it and throw it away. Put it in a refuse, because it belongs to the refuse dump. Boiler, so. If the person is preaching about himself, preaching about anything else or anybody else but, but Jesus, take that message that you are hearing, put it in a refuse bag, tie the mouth of it, and dump it on the boiler. Give it to Zoom Lion. Praise the Lord. If you agree with me, say amen. amen. Because when you go to Matthew 24, verses 12 to 14, Matthew's, God, Matthew's Gospel, chapter 24. Matthew 24, 12 to 14. The Jesus teaching. Jesus teaching. Jesus taught a lot. We, had a, we, had, we still have a lot to learn. Matthew 24, verse 12 says, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. And this gospel of the kingdom we preach in all the world as a witness to all the nations. And then the end will come. And in these three verses, we see many things happening. Because of lawlessness, because of sin, because there's, right now there's so much sin around. We are surrounded. We are bombarded. Everywhere you go on television, in the marketplace, in the, everywhere you go, even when you sit in the church or you sit in the public bus, as in Ghana, the music that the, the driver will put on, the music is an affliction to your spirit, vexation of the soul. And you have no control over it. The music, I don't know where that came from, but they call it all kinds of names. And they will turn it, the, the volume on loud. By the time you get out of the throttle, you are sweating and hungry. The music is making you sweating. And it's going to get worse. Church, it's going to get worse. It's not going to get better. 
as the end approaches, it's going to get worse. So you as a believer, this is the message. Jesus is telling you that, oh, you belong to a kingdom. And it's going to get worse. And because of this, the love of God for many will grow cold. The economy is difficult. Is it economy or ecumeny? I don't know which one. Which is the correct one? Is economy, eh? economy. Not ecumeny. Okay. <laughs> the, the world's economy is getting worse. We in the developing nations are being hit hardest. Prices are going up. You can't afford anything now. It's difficult. And even coming to church, difficult. Because where you live now, the cost of transportation has skyrocketed. It's now 10 times what you were paying before. So you cannot even come to church. And when you come, how much offering can you give? You come, all the money you spend in and out is more than your tithe or your offering. And when it's raining, you can't even afford an umbrella. And you can't walk in the rain. Praise the Lord. And therefore, after, after things go on, your love for God begins to grow cold. Because of the increase in lawlessness, the love of many will grow cold. Will grow cold. But all the same, the word of God must be preached. It must be preached. So Jesus said, in spite of all this, in spite of all these things, this gospel of the kingdom will be preached in all the, in all the world as a witness to all the nations. Because what? the end will come. The end will come. And when the end comes, you cannot make the rain your excuse. You cannot make the trot trot fair your excuse. Therefore, what happens? The word must be preached. Church, say the word must be preached. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Mark chapter 13, verse 10. Mark 13, 10. Mark chapter 13, verse 10 says, And the gospel must first be preached to all the nations. Mark's gospel. Chapter 13, verse 10. And the gospel must first, first be preached to all the nations. Gospel simply means the good news of the kingdom of God. Beloved, there are many good news. Good news. And may you always receive good news. But maybe the best news, not maybe, definitely the best news is the gospel. So I would say the gospel means the best news. It's not defined as the good news. But I would say it's the best news. It's about the kingdom of God. It is God's free offer. Free. And very often men don't value things that are free. When that thing is free, we, we despise it. We devalue it. But this is God's free offer of eternal life to man through Jesus Christ our Lord. God's free offer of eternal life 
to men or to mankind through Jesus Christ our Lord. No one can offer eternal life except God who made us and he gave us the life. He only can offer eternal life. And no one can afford to buy it. You can't afford it. So God gives it to you free of charge. Eternal life, free. Praise the Lord. But this offer and this life is only in his son Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 6 verse 23. Romans 6 23. Romans 6 23. Praise the Lord. And I like this scripture. It says, Romans 6 23 says, Romans 6 23. For the wages of sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. And I, I, I always say that the wages of sin is death. Wages is something that you work for. When you work, you get paid. Is that not so? Am I right? When you say you earn, wages is something that you earn. You don't earn wages without working. You work, then you are paid wage. Hallelujah. So it means that Actually, sin is work. <laughs> it implies that sin is work. And you get paid with death. You work and you get paid with death. Your pay is death. You see, such injustice, such, such deception. You work hard at it. You have to work hard at it. In the end, you get paid death. And I remember a friend of mine, many, many years ago, I was trying to win to Christ Jesus. He was a very big man. He was a director. I was trying to win to Jesus. And I kept witnessing to him, witnessing to him, witnessing to him. Then, at the, at the, at the I said, oh, Victor, you nearly, you, you've almost persuaded me. All the things you are saying, they are true. But you know something? There's a girl I've been trying to, you know, woo. And I've worked and worked and worked and worked and worked on and this girl. Spent money, time, energy, rain or shine. Maria, now I'm Praise the Lord. <laughs> when I hear that song, I say, <laughs> you know that song? Many of you don't know it. And now, this girl has just agreed. <laughs> This girl has now agreed to become my sugar, what is it? What? Uh, we are sugar daddy and a sugar, sugar baby. Third chick or second chick or sugar baby or whatever. Ah, so, are you saying that I should just, after all the money and all the work, I should just stop and come and serve Christ? <laughs> so, he has worked, fair money, but in the end, you will get paid with what? HIV. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Which is death. Hello? You see, he has worked, so he, he, he now values it. He's not valuing this girl. Values her. But you see, God gives us a free offer of eternal life. 
through Christ Jesus. And because it's free, because my friend didn't work for it, he didn't pay any money, he didn't buy it, he doesn't value it. But I thank God that you and I will value this eternal life. And I thank God, whoever you are hearing me, if you follow, follow me as I follow Christ Jesus, you shall also have this free offer, which is not for sale, which you can't work for, which you can't, you can't bribe anybody for. It's free in Christ Jesus. Clap, put your hands up for Jesus. And this is a message that we preach. And you see, this message, as simple as it is, may even look, it may appear foolish to some people. Some people. Because it's a message of a Christ who was crucified. A God who was crucified. When you think of it, I mean, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. In fact, it's foolishness. First Corinthians chapter 1. First Corinthians chapter 1, verses 21 to 25. The message of Christ, a Christ who was crucified, killed painfully, shamefully, humiliatingly. First Corinthians chapter 1, beginning from verse 21. Bible says, for since in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. For Jews request a sign and Greeks seek after wisdom. But we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. Because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, and the weakness of God is stronger than men. Look at this scripture. The Bible said that, you see, God being God, and being a wise God, in his own wisdom, had made in such a way that you cannot know God. You cannot get to know God. You can't serve God. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Through or by the world's wisdom. If you want to apply the wisdom of the world, if you want to, to analyze, you want to work it out scientifically. Uh, whatever means you use. You want to use worldly wisdom to get to know God. No, you will never know him. Unfortunately, that is the approach of many people. You see, when you do that, when you do that, you try to get to God by using world's wisdom, in the end, you grab something. You grab, you get hold of something. But that thing is not God. It is not God. And therefore, there are many in the world now who have sought God by their own wisdom and they have laid hold of some things and they think it's God. Right now, you see, if I should get out in the night 
and go to the beach or go to a high mountain and light some candles and begin to chant. Yeah, some things will happen. Some things will happen. If I go to a beach, midnight, light candles, white handkerchief, as I go, and begin, something will happen. And I think, that, oh, yes, I found God. I found God. And that's what happened with this religion where this, this young man used to go in the forest. When, the, when his parents go to church, he will go to the forest. He said he was, sick, he, 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 he was looking for God. His parents, his parents were in the Presby church. No, they have not found God. He will find God. So he will go to the forest. And he will be doing things there, looking for God in the forest when everybody else was in the church. So in the end, a spirit appeared. A spirit appeared. Claiming to have been sent by God. And the spirit gave him a Bible. A Bible. Claiming, not a false Bible. That this is the true Bible. What we are using is false. This is what the spirit said. The Bible that we are using is false. And that's what the book of Mormons. And that's why the Mormon church came about. So this guy came feeling that oh, now he had found God. And, and created, formed, or founded the work, the church, in inverted comments, of the Mormons. Praise the Lord. So if you want to use well, your own wisdom, worldly wisdom to look for God, you cannot, you cannot find him. You can't find him. He has said that if no one can, if you don't come to me as a little child, you cannot enter the kingdom of God. Let's say that they believe. When you tell your, your son, let's tell anything you tell them, because, because you are their parent, they say, oh, they believe that. They don't, they don't question you. And that's how it's supposed to be. Praise the Lord. So it pleased God, verse 21. <laughs> it pleased God that through the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. So it may sound foolish to some people, but it is not. For Jews request a sign and we seek as a widow. There are some who will look, you see, there are some who think they are so scientific. They are so clever. They are so, they are geniuses. So they want proof. They want, they want proof. They want a sign. They will never get it. They will never get it. These are the, the Jews. Remember the Jews, not Jews in Israel, but those who want to, they want a sign. They want to see something. Before they believe, the Jews, they, they seek for a sign. And then those are Greeks, who thought they were wisdom, they are philosophy, philosophy. When they are talking, and they are stroking their beard, you know, talking, and they are doing, you know. These are the philosophers, people with PhD, people with, you know, they think they, think they know everything. They've, they've studied everything. When they are talking about Jesus, they are stroking their beard. We shall hear you on this matter again. <laughs> After you spent two hours, oh, okay, we shall hear you on this matter again. Come again tomorrow. These are the, the Greeks, philosophers. So Jews are those who request for a sign, and the Greeks are those who want to see wisdom. They, they, want, they want the thing to make sense. They want the thing to make sense. Otherwise, we shall hear you again. But we preach Christ crucified. Simple. We preach a Christ who was crucified, killed. God, who, God came in the flesh, crucified. <laughs> but we preach Christ crucified. 
To the Jews, those who want to see signs, they are or a stumbling block. They will stumble and fall. They will stumble and fall. To the Greeks, stumbling block, and to the and, and sorry, to the Jews, stumbling block, and to the Greeks, to them is foolishness. Foolishness. But to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, cry the power of God and the wisdom of God. Shall I say amen? amen? Because, in fact, the foolishness, what they, even if God is foolish, even if God is foolish, the foolishness of God is worse than men. And if God is weak, the weakness of God is stronger than men. Say another amen, church. Amen. Clap your hands for Jesus. The messengers, the messengers are all who are called. That is all believers. You are a messenger. I am a messenger. The believer is charged with the message as a duty. See yourself as a messenger. You are an ambassador of Christ. You have been charged. You have been commissioned, giving the message as a duty. You're not saying you should go and stand at my house to preach. No. But whenever the opportunity presents itself, you must also present that message. Because you are a messenger. Just say amen. amen. You don't take a message and keep holding that message. Imagine a message is in your hand. You hold it. All your life you are holding that message. You don't give it to anybody. You have the message, but you hold on to the message all your life. And then when you appear before Christ Jesus... The message is still in your hand. <laughs> then Christ will say, what is that in your hand? He said, oh, the message. Did you deliver it? Oh, 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 what that? Oh, 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 I forgot to deliver it. May you deliver that message. Amen. Church, may you deliver that message. Amen. Clap your hand for Jesus. So, Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. These are scriptures we know already, but I shall go over them over and over and over again until... They stick. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. Matthew 28, 19, and 20. He said, go therefore, Jesus is speaking. He said, go therefore. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, or behold, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And Mark also says it, Mark 16, 15 and 16. Mark 16, 15 and 16. Mark's gospel. So that's 16, verses 15 and 16. And he said to them, Go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. What we are doing now, yes, in, in, in the last days, knowledge will increase. You know, uh, we are reaching out social media to the entire world, as many as we want to. Yeah, may the whole world watch us. May the whole world hear us. And we thank God for having given the media department. You know, we tried. We've been trying, 
First, it was a, a deacon, Daniel, Daniel Amar, who tried. Um, it was a good beginning, but it wasn't good enough. And then we had um, Reverend, um, uh, what was his name? Wilson came. Also brought a little improvement, but not enough until God gave us the media department. And through them, God is taking FCAC to the entire world. And therefore, FCAC has become a messenger. Hallelujah. Amen. You are therefore a messenger of Christ in Jesus' name. Amen. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, notice one thing. Verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who does not believe will be condemned. Two, th oppo two opposite things. Believing, saved. If you don't, condemnation. Eternal condemnation. Eternal condemnation. <laughs> Blessings accompanying belief and condemnation following disbelief. Don't, don't, don't ever forget these things. I, I, I know many brothers and sisters who have been here with us and they've fallen away. Something or somebody made them fall away. Something or somebody made them fall away. And there are times when I sit down and I, I, I begin to remember them and I pray that I hope, I hope they've not lost their salvation. But though they've left us, but we are a local church, they probably found Another church where they are worshiping, are worshiping God in truth, in spirit and in truth. Because the, 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 the consequences of, of disbelief is, is not something that you should even think about. It's, it's so grave, so serious. So serious that I, I hope that they, 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 they realize it. They realize it. If, if they don't like this church, they are somewhere. If you continue to serve Jesus, you serve God, but not to, not to begin to disbelieve because then you get condemnation. 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 If you've been to a court before, a court, a court, and somebody, minor offense, and they say, oh, three years in jail, the judge pronounces sentence three years in jail. The person begins to cry. So most of them will start begin to cry like baby. Just for three years in jail. Three years in jail. <laughs> How much more eternal life in hell? And we are joking with it. So child, don't let anyone deceive you. Don't let anyone deprive you of what Christ has given to you. Just say amen with me. And then clap your hands for Jesus. And when we go to the book of Romans chapter 10, Romans 10, verse 11 to 15. Romans 10, 11. We are talking about the messenger now. We're still talking about the messenger, which is concerning you and me. Romans 10, verse 11 to 15. Romans chapter 10, verse 11 to 15. The Bible says, for the scripture says, 
Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. Verse 11 says, For the scripture says, Whoever believes on Jesus Christ will not be condemned, will not be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek. For the same Lord overall is rich to all who call upon him. To all who call upon him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And here, Chad, note, it is not when you say, oh, Jesus, then you are saved. No. <laughs> in other words, if you believe in Jesus, you, you, you call on his name. You pray in his name. And, you know, it's not when you are, you, are, you, you know, something, you say, Jesus, then you think that, that will save you. No. But when it comes, you don't say Jesus, then you go enter, you don't, you don't enter heaven by saying Jesus on the judgment day. Now, verse 14. How then? How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher, without you, without me? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the gospel of peace, who bring glad tidings of good things. Talking about you. It's all about you. And therefore, God also endures the messenger with power. God doesn't send you out empty-handed. He endures you. He gives you power to be able to be his messenger. Acts 1 verse 8. Acts 1 verse 8. The messenger is therefore endued with power from on high. Acts 1 8. But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. Now, the recipients. Now you have the, you have the message. You are a messenger. You are a messenger with a message. So who are you giving this message to? You have Christ as your message. He has called you to be his messenger. You have him and you are the messenger. So who do you give Christ to? Do you keep Christ in your pocket? In your purse? In your tight-fisted hand? So judgment day to the end, or do you give Christ this Christ to somebody? Or there's somebody waiting to receive this message from you. This message for you from you. And this is a great mystery of godliness. Revelation to the 14. Revelation 14. Revelation. I mean the angels. Revelation 14. 6 and 7. Revelation 14. Verse 6 and 7. I mean the angels in heaven. Revelation 14, 6 and 7. Revelation 14. Verse 6 and 7. Then I saw and then I saw. Sorry, then I then I saw another angel 
flying in the midst of heaven or in the sky. Then I saw another angel flying in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach to those who dwell on the earth, to every nation, tribe, tongue, and people, saying with a loud voice, Fear God and give glory to him. For the hour of his judgment has come. And worship him who made heaven and earth, the sea and springs of water. So we see this angel holding the everlasting gospel. Everlasting gospel. The gospel is everlasting. In the midst of heaven, Flying in the entire heaven, entire universe, crying out the loud voice, fear God. And this message is all who dwell on the earth. It's not for the angels. They are in heaven already. So that God wants to prepare you to also enter into heaven. So these angels are crying the everlasting gospel. All peoples on the earth, nations, tribes, Tongues. Hello. Praise the Lord. I mean, can you imagine that? I only think of Ghana tree. Tree. <laughs> when you are Nigeria, they, they couldn't say tree. They said twee, twee. And when you go to Europe, they say twee. They can't say tree. You know, and when I was there, I was saying, you know, when you go, they can change your name. There was a doctor there from who was from the Volta region. And his name was Dr. Togobo. Togobo. And the white put the green pronounce it, Dr. Gebeo. <laughs> they removed their toe. And then the gobo, they said, Dr. Dr. Are you from Ghana? I said, I'm from Ghana. Oh, you know Dr. Gebeo? Dr. Gebeo. Gebeo, Dr. Gebeo from Ghana. You don't have any Gebeo in Ghana. And I saw him personally. I said, oh. Then he said, oh, I know Dr. Togobo. I said, oh, you are Dr. Gebeo. <laughs> Every tongue. I mean, I'm, I'm preaching with a Ghanaian accent. This is not American. I'm not American. I'm not British. I don't have a British accent. Even in Britain, they have Scottish, Wales, when you go there, they are different accents. The same English language in the UK. When you go to Scotland, their accent is different. English, different. Well, the West, different. Irish, different. When we come to Ghana, we have Fanti, we have Chi, we have Ever. But it's the same message, the same message. Praise the Lord. Clap your two hands for Jesus. Same yeah, message. English is Jesus Christ. Three, we say Jesus Christo. Jesus Christo. I think ever to Jesus Christo, isn't it? Yes. Uh, guys, we say Jesus Christo. It's it, it, the same name. Original name is Jesus, which is Yeshua. That's the, 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 the Hebrew. The, the Jesus is actually the Greek, English. But the original is Yeshua. Yeshua from Yahweh. Yeshua. That's the, the, the Greek, the, the Hebrew original name. Praise the Lord. So every tribe, every tongue, every people, the same message. Check, clap your hands for Jesus. So God had made this so that no one, you can't say, oh, me, I, 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 because I'm a twee. From Ghana, I didn't hear the message, no. 
because I am ever, no, because I'm Dagati or Frafra. I, I, I didn't hear the message. When you go to the north, they, they, they worship God and even we worship God here. The Frafra is everywhere. Same message. So the target population, the entire world, everybody, and everyone has said, everyone has said, even the heathen, when we say a heathen, somebody is a heathen, it means that those who don't, that person has in, he has no, absolutely no knowledge of God. The heathen is somebody, a heathen, H-E-A-T-H-E, and a heathen, is somebody who knows absolutely nothing. He has no knowledge about God. He has even, not even heard about God. He knows of gods, gods, gods. We're worshiping gods, but not God. And therefore, some people, their norm, it is normal for them to be immoral. Normal for them to be immoral. They are immoral. There's no morality. That is what they know. Because they don't have any Bible to guide them. So immorality. They are depraved. Depraved. Corrupted. They are corrupted. And therefore hopeless and helpless. The heathen are godless. They don't know God. They may not even have heard about God. So what they know is immorality. If a man he has eight wives, he can divorce and marry as he likes. When my, when, uh, in my, my mother's hometown, when they instituted a new chief, many years ago, the first thing he did was to marry many wives. It's act one, scene one. Act one, scene one. Marry, he marry more women. Then oh, he was, hey, I could not pay my power, I could not pay my I could not pay my I could not pay my power. And it's all normal to them. Normal. And then this chief also, Pedriana, Hey, how we hide behind our kunya. <laughs> Praise the Lord. <laughs> and got all the wives who cook and we eat us. Hey, kunya pedriani. That's what they know. <laughs> Immoral, depraved, depraved, corrupt. Because they have no sense of, of, of righteousness. So they are corrupt. They are helpless. You see, they, they can't control themselves. But they don't have any help anywhere. And therefore, no hope. That's the heathen. But you and I, we are not heathen. So we must not practice these things. When you go into these things, then you are becoming a, you are becoming a heathen. You are becoming a heathen. And then we have those who are pagans. When I was a little boy, there was a road called, you know, so called Pagan Road, going to Castle, Sioux Castle, called the Pagan Road. It was a white boy who named the Pagan, Pagan Road. I said, why was this road named Pagan? Pagan Road at Osu in Accra. Now, a pagan is somebody who knows gods. <laughs> a heathen that you know they God at all. Right? A pagan knows gods, plural. He worships gods. Worship gods. But he does not worship the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Does he know the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords? He worships gods. Gods. So we may go to a family, for example, a, fam a family in Ghana 
I know Ashanti region, where my mother can, can go to a family uh, and they have God. Most of my eyes are 15. 15. They say, This one, this God is for, this God is for what? Uh, for fertility. And this one is for, for uh, harvest. For harvest. This one is for good health. Uh, this one is for, each one is for just some small thing. <laughs> Can you believe it? Each God is for one small thing in your life. And every year, you have to perform ritual satisfy all the goals. So by the time you finish yourself, you are poor. <laughs> you are poor. Praise the Lord. But our God, he supplies all our needs according to his riches by glory in Christ Jesus. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus, he supplies all our needs. He gives us fertility and may God make you fertile. He gives us all good things to enjoy. May God give you all good things to enjoy. He gives you good help by healing you. May God heal you all today. The same God, one God that we serve, he preserves your lives and may God preserve your life. May he deliver you from any road accident. Praise the Lord. In the name of Jesus. Our God is able to do all things because with him, Nothing shall be impossible. May he therefore work out the impossibility for you. May God make the impossibility possible for you. You don't need 20 gods for uh, 20 things in your life. May God supply you clothing. May he put money in your pocket. May he give you that job to enjoy. May he give you that promotion. May he protect you from that enemy. In fact, he can, may he cause you to put your foot on the neck of your enemies. In the name of Jesus. Oh, yes. Yes. We know that we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But you and I, we shall fear no evil. Because our God is with us. He is with us. He is with you. He is with me. His rod and his staff, they comfort us. Praise the Lord. Hello. Ah, he will cause you to lie down in green pastures. And he will restore your soul. And finally, surely, surely, surely what? Goodness. And what? Mercy. They shall follow us. All. Say all. Say all. The days of our lives. And then finally, when all is over, we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Just say a big amen. Love you on our feet. Oh, thank you, Lord. What's made was a made a radiate made oh was made was made a radiate no yam at a 
Word. 
the Lord will put his spirit in you and on you. So wherever you are, you shall be a true witness to Jesus Christ as a messenger. The Lord will use you. Because how beautiful are the feet? How beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good tidings? How beautiful. The Bible said that his servants are like flames of fire. Those who carry are like flames of fire. The Lord will make you that flame of fire, make your feet beautiful. In the name of Jesus. Famille, famille, famille. Famille, famille, that they are given to you. The message of Jesus Christ. Oh, pray. 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 Holy Ghost, in the name of Jesus, once again we thank you. Prepare us, Lord. Lord, prepare us. Prepare your children. Use us all for your purposes, your plans, in the same way. Lord, fathers, use your children. Use it all with the message of Jesus. Christ. Of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I'm 
In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praying again. This is how we are praying for the target population. The recipients of the message through the messengers. Because you cannot carry the message in your hand and then not be able to deliver to anybody. So we are praying that God will prepare the hearts of our Jerusalem, Tema, and surrounding maybe Accra, our Jerusalem. God prepare the house of the heathen, even the pagans, the unbelievers. God will convict them by his spirit. And then our Judea, Samaria, and even to the end of the world. So they shall receive the word of God. They shall receive the word of God. That many will be added to us here in this church. Believing God for their eternal lives. Church, are you with me? So we are praying for souls in our Jerusalem, in our Judea, Samaria, and to the end of the world. Open your mouth, pray for lost souls now. That they all may be saved. God will break the bonds of wickedness. God will release them. Destroy the chains. The scales will fall from their eyes. The wax come out of their ears. They shall receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. before we pray for yourself, we are going to pray for something unusual today. Something unprecedented and unexpected. Hello? We're going to pray that God will intervene. The wisdom of God will intervene in this dispute between Nogopo and Ajnasari. Because that this matter will not escalate into a national thing between Christians and whoever. That God will bring peace between Adiyasari or Perez and Nugupu 
We are in Ghana. We are all Ghanaians. And whatever happens here affects all of us. Mistakes may have been made. Wrong utterances may have been done. But God will calm down. God will make people humble. If it's apology, apologize. If it's whatever, wisdom, humility will prevail. That very soon this matter will be put before us. It shall no longer be a matter of social media discussion uh, that do not affect uh, lost souls that we have just prayed for. It do not affect them. Are you, are you with me? We pray that God will intervene between or mediate in this matter so that understanding, peace will prevail. Um, humility, anger, anger, calm down. You will not get angry, emotional. That pride will not come in. Everything shall be well. Open your mind, let's begin to pray. For God, divine intervention. Father God, we come before you, Lord, in prayer. We pray, Lord, concerning this dispute between the people of Nogobo in the Volta region and therefore affecting the whole nation. The Lord, your servant, and the parents of only you, Lord, can bring peace in this matter. Only you can bring understanding. The Lord, humility will come in. Do away with everything of pride. Lord, both parties be humble. Out of love, love for one another. The Lord, there's a peace. We pray for peace. We ask for peace in this way. Lord, intervene and resolve this issue. Intervene and resolve this issue. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary. Oh! 
for yourself now. Now pray for yourself. Pray for somebody else. Pray for your loved ones. Pray for the pastors. Pray for FCAC. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father God, I pray for all your children here. As many as are here with us right now. We know you are going to go to deal with us. Lord, I remember Lord before you. Lord, I have for you all your challenges. Lord, your afflictions. Lord, your persecutions. Lord, you may intervene in the lives of life. Lord, supply their need for your riches. Hear their prayers. Hear their cries. Hear their prayers. Hear their cries. Having heard today's message and having received this message in your hands, God, therefore, having made you messengers and having given you a charge, target population, may God breathe his breath upon you today. Amen. May you live here with the breath of God breathe over you today. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Clap your hand for Jesus. Let's take us all take our seats. Thank you for joining us for the Sunday morning's Bible study and sermon. We believe you have been blessed by the word. Join us same time next Sunday and have a blessed week.